Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. That's God's will, that's God's plan, is that we not be beat down, overwhelmed, overcome, defeated. First John says the one that's born of God is an overcomer. Uh, God didn't, uh, the Father didn't gender any foreordained failures. And that which comes out of Him is not a failure or, or weak. That which comes out of Him is always victory, always strong, always overcoming. You have to yield to the flesh. You have to yield to the enemy. You have to go away from God to find failure and defeat. But greater is he that's in us, the scripture says, than he that's in the world. Everybody say that out loud. Greater, greater. is he who is in me than the one that's in the world. I am born of God and I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. That's, that's who you are. That's what you are. Your spiritual DNA is inclined and equipped to win, to overcome. And if you won't fight it, and if you'll agree with him instead of disagree with him, that's what will rise to the surface. That's what will grow and develop and take precedent, uh, preeminence and overcome. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We saved you your, your normal seat right up front. And the reason we say that is because we don't want you to have the idea that we're coming into your place. No, we want you to come out of all your distractions for a few moments and come in here with us and be surrounded with a faith environment. Father, all of us, Release faith and agree together as touching this and asking you for the anointing, for the utterance that only your Holy Spirit can give, and for the quickening of every hearer and everyone watching, that there would be an illuminating of the heart and mind, and there would come answers and help for right now. We ask for it. We're believing for it. We know it's your will. We know you hear us. So in advance, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. For, answers today. for answers today. Look, please, in Hebrews, the third chapter, where we've been looking for some weeks now, in a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. In Hebrews 3, 7, Hebrews 3, 7, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. 
Now, he keeps repeating this phrase throughout this passage, don't harden your heart. And who's he talking to? Well, he's talking to us. Don't harden your heart. He said, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Now this is something that uh, many have not understood. Uh, we're, we've been seeing, studying this and these events and accounts in, in the Old Testament and we also see it in the New Testament when the scripture said that uh, Jesus, he, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. They rejected him. You'll find there are many, many cases of people who purport to represent God, but they absolutely don't know God. And um, this is much in the religious world. Just because people are um, a religious organization, even though they may be priests, Preachers, that does not mean they know God or that they know his ways. And a title doesn't mean anything. It doesn't give anybody any spiritual uh, content from God. Uh, a title that men bestow does not mean that God has called or anointed or appointed. Not the same thing. And so that's what we're seeing is that these people, especially over a period of time, should have begun to learn something about God and to know his, who he is, what he likes, what his priorities are, what his ways are. But he said they always go the wrong way. They always go the wrong way in their hearts. And they have not known my ways. Let me lead you in a prayer about that right now because... This is one of the tricks of the enemy. If he can't just get you to forsake God and say, you know, I've got no use for church or what people call religion. And if he can't just get you to just completely separate from God, he tries to give you a substitute instead of God. Something that to the unenlightened looks like God, sounds like God, sounds God, but it's not God. It's not God. So pray it out loud. Say, Father God, I desire to know you, the real you, not who men say you are, not what religious groups say you are, but who you really are. Open my eyes and my heart and my mind and my understanding, and help me to know the real you, your real ways, and the truth that you are, and that is in you, so that I may know the difference in what is not you. I ask it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, one thing that will help us tremendously along this line is to take everything back to the Bible, back to the Word, because this is real. This is right. And anything that disagree with, disagrees with the Word is not going to be God. He's not going to disagree with Himself. Uh, and the Scripture says that His words are perfect. 
People talk about uh, errors and mistakes in the Bible. It's just a deficiency in their understanding. <laughs> it looks like it that, that way. Now, there's a lot of issues in translations, but in the original text, exactly what God said, there are zero errors. If there are errors, it can't be the Word of God. Hmm. Because he himself said it has been perfected multiple times and he knows the end from the beginning. And one of the things that helps you see the legitimacy and the verity of the Bible, of the Word of God, are the things that were revealed centuries before they occurred. And I mean down to the minute detail. (laughs) Who could write that? Who could say that? Who could predict that? Only one, as the scripture says, who can see the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. One who is above time. Hallelujah. And that is your God. That's your Father. That's the one who gives you breath and gives you consciousness. And uh, the beginning of knowledge, the Bible said, is to show him respect, uh, fear, and reverence. Let's keep reading. It said, I was grieved with that generation, verse 10. They do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. And so, just like we got through praying here at faith school, we are pursuing to know his ways. The scripture said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. We want to please him. And so we want to know what he wants and his ways of doing things. That's one of the things that have gotten a lot of people in trouble is they keep trying to get God to do it their way. And all they're doing is frustrating themselves. Because think about what he would have to do. If, If people ignore his plan, ignore his way, and keep trying to get him to bless their way, He'd have to say, okay, you know, your plan's good as mine. Forget mine. We'll do yours. Not going to happen. I said, it's not going to happen because it's not true. It it would not be true. It would not be right. Never is your plan better than his plan. But you got to seek him to find his plan and yield to it, submit to it, respect it. He said, verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it's called today. Now, um, let's go back to Numbers. We've been studying this uh, all week. And let's go back to Numbers, the 16th chapter. We have studied these events where that first generation of Israelites that God delivered out of Egyptian bondage, they, they failed the test. Instead of believing, they doubted. And they, they yielded to this, what the scripture calls that evil unbelief. And we studied accounts 1 through 10. And if you haven't been with us, go online to faithschool.org and you can pick up at the beginning, get caught up with us, no charge. It's all available at no charge. And um, uh, we saw, beginning at the Red Sea, that every time there was a challenge, uh, they just yielded to fear. 
they just collapsed. They just blamed Moses and blamed God, and they said, we all, we got to go back to Egypt. The, the scripture talks about, and we talked about this in previous classes, the spirit of fear versus the spirit of faith. In Timothy, he says, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, he said, uh, we having the same spirit of faith, I, I, as it's written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Faith and fear are not just mental concepts. They are spiritual and they are spiritual forces and they affect the whole being. Um, fear is not rational and it can be completely unreasonable. And people who get afraid and especially who yield, to, yield fully to fear and just panic do the most bizarre things. They'll run into danger instead of away from it. They will do something that makes no sense. Why would you do that? Because it's not just about a concept of fear. It's not a reasoning of fear. It's the spirit of fear. It's pushing against your emotions, against your feelings, against your body, your whole being. And so you've got to learn to resist it instead of give place to it. I like what the 23rd Psalm says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Did you hear that? I will. I will. You have to decide when fear comes and you feel it and it's there and it's real. And it's not just an idea or a thought of fear that you had. It's the spirit of fear. You feel it. It's pushing you. And it'll push you to do something stupid. It'll push you to mess yourself up. Go into danger instead of out. And, uh, or to run away from something that you should be advancing into. It's a, any number of things. It's, it's of the enemy. Where the spirit of faith... It's like what Joshua and Caleb had compared to the other ten spies that were yielding to the spirit of fear. They said, oh, we can't. It's, it's too big. Walls too tall. Giants, they're big. They got weapons. The armies are too well trained. We can't. We'll all die. We'll all die. We got to go back to Egypt. Can you hear the spirit of fear? How it sounds. How it's thinking. How it's reacting. But did you hear what... what uh, Joshua and Caleb said, they stood up and said, no, look, it's a wonderful land. God picked it out for us. He's with us. Their defense is departed from them. We can do it. Let's go up at once and get it. Well, they saw the same things. They saw the same cities. They saw the same walls. They saw the same giants. Can you see one yielded to fear? The spirit of fear. Or the ten did. And then the whole congregation yielded to it, all those two million people. And they sat and cried in their tent all night and felt sorry for themselves. And it didn't make the Lord feel sorry for them. It angered him because they had no, no reason to do this, no justification to do this. But Joshua and Caleb, they yielded to the spirit of faith. 
And as it's written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. Every day, you and I have multiple opportunities to yield to fear or faith. Every day. Particularly when something like a bad report comes. You got a bad report. You got symptoms in your body. You got an issue. You're told this is what's wrong. Or you got a choice. You can either just say, well, that's it. I'm done. You can be afraid that you'll never be okay again. You can be afraid that your life is cut short. You can be, or, or, (laughs) you can say, I have a healer. Hallelujah. God's still alive. He's still real. He's still strong. He is the Lord who heals me. Right? And I will fight this thing. And I won't quit. And I won't give up. Every day, let's say you got a big bill came in that you weren't expecting, or you didn't get some money that you thought you were going to get, and, and now you're, you're in a bit of a pickle. I mean, you got bills due, and you got this. Well, you can yield to fear. You can yield to fear. Ah, oh, you're going to lose it all. Ah, nothing's going to work. Ah, it's over now. Ah, you know, your, your best days are behind you. You're looking at, you know, you're going to get kicked out. You're going to wind up in the street and fear, 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 fear. Or, or you could say, I have a God. I have a provider. Is that right? And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, It's a choice. Can you see it's a choice whether you yield to fear or whether you yield to faith? Always a choice every day. I mean, from the time you first start waking up in the morning. What did the Bible say? The just shall what? Live. Live. This is not just something you do for a few minutes church on Sunday morning. The just shall live. This is a, a way of living. By faith. And the just shall walk by faith. I mean from the first moment you start waking up. The enemy. There will be times he'll try to bring. Oh no. It's Monday. It's this. It's that. Oh we got to deal with this today. And we're behind on this. And I just don't know how you're going to catch up. And, and, and before you even move. You can be thinking. I wish I didn't have to even get up today. I wish I didn't have to go to work or or do anything. You're making the wrong choice. I said, you're making the wrong choice. You are yielding to, see, whether it's full-blown panic or it's mild dread. Did you hear that word? Dread. That's the same evil stuff. It's fear. All of it's fear. It's just varying degrees of it. Mild dread is a little bit of fear. Full-blown panic is full fear. And there's all these levels in between. But instead of laying there and feeling defeated before you ever start getting ready, (laughs) instead of doing that, what could you do? You've got to make a choice. Is that right? Go go to Philippians. I know I told you to go to Numbers, but we got got to preaching on this. so. So go to Philippians. Could you do something else rather than uh, sit there and feel sorry for yourself? Huh? Could they have done something else 
other than just yielding to fear and say, we're all going to die out here. There's no way we're ever going to make. Could they have done something? It's obvious. Joshua and Caleb did do something else. They were in the same place. They saw the same things. It's a choice. I know I keep saying it, but everybody said out loud, it's a choice. Faith is a choice. Fear is a choice. Trust is a choice. Doubt is a choice. It's a choice. And you'll find that even though you may feel weak and you may uh, feel, you know, hopeless about something, you don't have to uh, create your own strength to make it through. If you will make the choice to trust God and start saying what he says, he will immediately begin to give you strength, begin to give you help. But if you reject that and you just keep talking death and defeat and failure, you'll get weaker and weaker. You, you, you just go down. Now notice what the scripture said in Philippians 4.4. 4. It said, rejoice. Anybody know what rejoice means? Is that the same as being sad? Huh? You see somebody all sour faced and dragging. And you go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm rejoicing. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> right? No, you're not. Rejoicing is not being depressed. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you just don't feel like it, right? I mean, you, you can't rejoice every day, right? <laughs> sometimes you're just dealing with stuff. Huh? Did, reckon he knew that? Reckon the Spirit of God knew that you'd be dealing with things or feeling things. And he still said, rejoice in the Lord. When? Always. When? Always. When? Always. Okay, class, you will be tested on this material now. <laughs> Not a written test here, but in life you'll be tested for the days over on this material. Rejoice in the Lord. What? Always. When? Huh? When's always? always. Now people say, well, that, you know, that's just not reasonable. You just, uh, you just can't. I know uh, years ago I was ministering to a, a woman that had been in and out of mental institutions for years. And it had a lot of, a lot of problems. And um, the Lord prompted me to take her, and, and you can just hold this place and look at it while we're talking about it, to Joshua the first chapter where he gave Joshua the instructions for success. Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. That's kind of like always, right? Because it's either day or it's night. When will you do this? Meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written and then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. And the Lord prompted me to, to remind her of that or share that with her and she just looked at me and said, you can't do that. You can't meditate on uh, what the Lord said night and day. You know, I'm, I'm checking my heart about how to respond to her. She just said what a lot of people think. And uh, just like that, the Lord quickened to me. I said, I said, dear, you're already meditating on something day and night. 
It's not a matter, can you meditate on something? It's making the choice to think on the right thing. I said, you've obviously been thinking on the wrong things. Because, see what it's done to you. It's put you in this state of, you know, not even being able to function normally in life. No, it's not a matter that you can't think on what God told you to think on. It's not a matter that you can't choose the right thing. You're already thinking about something, night and day. And many times it's the wrong thing. The Bible said in Romans, to be uh, carnally minded, Romans 8, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Isaiah said, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. This is where spiritual battle occurs. It's not how some people have imagined it. It is what 2 Corinthians talked about, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is where the battle really is. Because nothing's too hard for God. There's nothing he can't heal. There's no bill he can't help you pay. There's no sin he won't forgive. And cleanse and restore you from. There is nothing. Too bad. Too far gone. Too long. Too hard for him. Nothing. But can he get you. To quit thinking about the problem and quit yielding to fear and quit talking to death, that is the issue and that's where the fight is. Look again in Philippians if you're still holding your place there. Rejoice in the Lord when? Always. Always, night and day. And again I say rejoice. Verse 6, be careful for nothing. One translation says don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. Is that possible? There's a lot of people tell you they can't help it. They'd say, well, if you had going on in your life what I got going in mine, you wouldn't be able to rejoice. You wouldn't be. Well, then, did the Lord not know that? Why did he tell us this? No, see, you can walk by sight or you can walk by faith. You can walk by what you feel and see or you can walk by what he said. Say it out loud, it's a choice. It's a choice. And he goes on to say, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, honest, Just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. Think on these things and the things that you've learned and and received and heard do. And the God of peace shall be with you. You can't control everything that happens around you. You can control what goes on inside you. You can control what you think about, what you look at what you listen to, what you meditate on, and what you talk about, and that is your choice to believe or doubt, fear or faith. Somebody said out loud, I choose choose to keep my mind on the Lord. Think on what he said. Think on what he knows is right. I purpose to keep my mind stayed on him. And rejoice in Him always. I choose to believe. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, our time's up again today. 
Sure have enjoyed being with you again this week. Come back next time. There's much more to see here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 